This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast featuring Colt Eastwood, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. West Coast and 8 p.m. East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, the XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with Colt Eastwood's Xbox Newscast. Welcome to the XNC Podcast, the Xbox Newscast, and I've got Miles Dompier of Windows Central, a good friend, and a... <laughs> People love this guy in the industry. How are you doing, Miles? I am fantastic. Stoked to be on. Sorry to disappoint everyone who was maybe expecting <laughs> someone else. I know I'm not uh, as cool as the originally slated guest, but I'm excited to hang out with you, Colt, and I'm excited to chat with all the amazing people tuning in. So, so close to being so cool, too. Yes, uh, for those of you who are probably really aware or may not know what's going on, I had slated Sadie Boyd of Arcane Austin Studios working on... She's an environmental artist for Redfall, and she's worked on Dishonored and Evil Within. So we will get her on the show in a couple of weeks as things iron out. But um, for those of you wondering... We worked out, uh, this is crazy, I'm new to the podcast scene, so I've been talking to Xbox PR, and then I've reached out to a couple other people to try to get them on the show, and so ZeniMax Media, the big overlord ZeniMax of greatness of all these great studios, they asked Sadie to provide a topic list of what we're going to talk about, so I sent that to her before the weekend, and they waited until today to kind of look over it, and they said, uh, that we might talk about Gamescom, QuakeCon, or any other things coming up for Xbox. And they want to make sure that's all vetted. This is a live show, so keep in mind that as I do get people on here, that this is a live show, so we're kind of taking some crazy risks. So they said they want to make sure everything's vetted through, and then they'll have her on uh, pretty soon here. But I was really excited to meet her, and I know you guys would be excited to meet her as well. She's awesome. But that, like the light at the end of the tunnel is, of course, Miles Dompierre is like the up and coming, uh, crazy haired, uh, great personality and, uh, people love you miles. So we're glad to have you on and we've got plenty of spiciness to talk about tonight. Let's get into <laughs> it, brother. Again, excited. Like I, I just like talking about gaming. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to step in. I got the DM and I was like, okay, let's go. I was going to be watching anyway. So now I'm, you know, <laughs> Best of both worlds here. Right? Pull, pull you in from the bullpen and, and have you... Uh, yeah, it's like, I, I don't want to think of Miles as a sub. Because Miles, it's always an honor to... I've been on his show. We've been on shows together, on other people's shows. And we always have a good time. But let's talk about... Let's, let's As we ease in and people are, are joining the chat, we got the usual uh, great people who are in there. Gaz, Mr. Joanna Dark, Lady Foxfire, The Game Filter, Yudani Kwadaza, uh Punk dish, like I can just read. You know, you've seen these people, right, Miles? Like these are the um, these are the amazing. So uh, many familiar faces in the chat. It's always awesome to see. Shout out to Mr. Joanna Dark, the keeper of the Xbox Chatterdays lore. Uh, Gaz, who has become way too obsessed with his <laughs> vocal effects and all the other amazing <laughs> people joining us. Uh, it's it's always cool to see the same like supportive, appreciative, amazing faces in a lot of these uh these podcast chats. Oh. And shout out to my man, Zocker87, in the chat. He's saying what's up. Zocker's amazing. He's been killing it lately. I mean, Zocker's always killing it, right? Just we got, killing we got it. These, 
people are just doing great and getting, bringing positivity. Like, um, it's kind of a slow time, Miles, right now. Like, we had this huge ramp up for the new consoles and everyone to know what's going on at E3. And then it just kind of got kind of quiet out there and stuff's kind of slowly trickling in. So, shout out to people like Miles and, and Zocker and me sometimes, you know, giving us news as it comes in. But before we get into the news, Miles, what have you been playing lately that keeps a smile on your face? Oh, what have I been playing lately? So I've been dipping my toes in, in a lot of different things right now. There's been a ton of amazing uh, single-player games. Uh, Do you play prim- with your toes when you with the controller? Or- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Multitask, dude. A controller in one hand and then a controller under my feet like a, a real real For the gamer. co-op experience. I yeah. beat, beat Dark Souls with my feet. Uh, look it up on Twitch.com. No, uh... <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Hades again. Uh, Hades is incredible. A lot of people are experiencing it for the first time. Played it previously on the Switch, kind of revisiting it. And I've been playing a lot of uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, which is an absolute slapper. I know there's been some kind of drama on on the scene with that particular game. But if you like roguelikes, if you're digging Hades and you want something with a slightly different flavor to it, I highly recommend Boyfriend Dungeon. It's it's weird as hell. It's a game where you're dating weapons who are also people. I just started going on dates with a cat who is also like a pair of claws. And um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Let me tell you that, Colt. I'm excited to see <laughs> is, where this all goes. That is probably the weirdest thing for anybody who just joined the show. you talking about playing games with your toes and dating a cat. So uh, Setting the vibe. Like- yeah, it sounds like you've been having a good vibe. That's cool. Um, let's see, what have I been playing? Uh, the the grounded thing with uh, Colt and his kids has like been a uh, almost every other night thing uh, or over the weekend. So we, we've been doing that. That game's crazy. Well, you and I need to squat up on that because you could teach me a lot. So oh, my son like goes on so YouTube much. and says, okay, here's how we build the oven. And then we go on some adventure that we have to pack for two days just to do. Um, I've been playing Hades. I'm not very far into it. That game kicks my butt. Uh, and um, mess around with Flight Sim. And uh, that's yeah, pretty much it. But Art of Rally. Have you played Art of Rally? That little uh, quirky racing game. I want to. I've, I've honestly been having issues. I cannot get past the sign-in screen for that game. So I installed uh, I can, it on. Well, I've, got, I've got the fix for you. It sucks. Okay, as I say, I sent, what is it? What is it? Okay, so for anybody who's tried Art of Rally and they can't get into the game, it asks you to sign in, and then it goes back to the menu and asks you to sign in, and it yep. just loops over. It's so dumb because it's happening when I'm in party chat. Restarting the console fixes it. It's it's like almost every time you load up the game from fresh, it, it's got a bug where it needs you to restart the console to get away from the sign-in loop. So oh, dumb. okay, okay. So Good. thanks dumb. for the pro tip because it looks beautiful. I want to check it out, but yeah, I've been on that damn loop, and I'm just, I just got was over it and played something it's else. It's so it's such a weird game. It you kind of play it from an isometric perspective, and uh, have you noticed this weird trend with with these games this past month and a half? A lot of them are isometric. Hades, Death Door, The Ascent, Art of Rally, uh, Curse of the Gods. Did I say it right? Curse of the Dead Gods. Sir, Curse of the Dead Gods. Blood Fist. Blood, blood wagon, meat, meat, blood. What oh, do we call it? Oh God, what, what is that game? I know the one <laughs> what, you're talking about. The one like, that you and I said is like a death metal band that we just invented. Yeah, meat yeah. fist, <laughs> meat, blood fist, meat blood sport. Fist, like, I don't know. <laughs> blood sport, blood pack. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, there's like there's been a death store. I think I mentioned. There's been all these isometric games that are really getting people 
out of the first person's perspective. So Bloodroot, Frizzle says. And yes, shout out to Tubbs you. in the chat. Thank long long time friend of probably uh six or eight years I've known Tubbs. Uh shout out to him for stopping by and and uh he's always got something funny to say. Uh let's see, we are <laughs> there's so that's what we've been playing, but I think one of the, we got a super chat in here that actually uh harkens us into the very first topic. Uh ooh, he's, ooh. Mr. Joanna Dark says, let's go X and C. A $5 super chat. Thanks for this one, Mr. Joanna Dark. He says, I want to show my support to the awesome Cole Eastwood and the GOAT, Miles Dampierre. I appreciate the excellent content you both create. Uh, well, crud, I think I missed his super chat. I think uh, I'll find it here in a second. We got one that asks about the very first topic, which is, uh, well, it's the second one. We'll go to it. We'll just, we'll be flexible. Is the new hot, hot 4K or increased resolution dashboard on the xbox finally oh nine months or whatever it's been eight months miles take us into this this sizzling information about uh, the new pixels of hotness on the dashboard they, they did it so our boy brad rossetti was on twitter earlier this morning teasing a something cool for insiders as he always does and every time he does i drop the eyeballs because i'm always curious to see what what kind of fun stuff they're dropping so yeah the the big drop for xbox insiders right now is that they've increased the xbox dashboard resolution to 4k from 1080p and going into the the, the release of this console and the dashboard there were a lot of complaints from members of the community and you know uh people who aren't fans of Xbox more specifically complaining about the disparity between a 4K dashboard and a 1080p dashboard on these new consoles. Um, there were conversations that, you know, there was a RAM restriction so that the Xbox maybe never was going to be 4K. Um, I don't know if Jez is watching, but I do. I, I made a bet with Jez. I forget exactly what the details are, but Jez Corden, you're wrong because he was telling me that... <laughs> The Xbox dashboard would never be 4K because of the RAM restrictions of of what that takes to get that running in 4K. And now look look where we are, Jez. The Xbox Series X dashboard running in 4K for Xbox insiders. Let's go. Give me them pixels. Let me look at well, text and not have it look like Minecraft. <laughs> not have it all jaggedy. Well, I mean, is it 4K? There's special Nick of Xbox era is alluding to information that it is an up increase in resolution not quite native 4k as they haven't used the words native 4k in that this was description. his so I, I think he's come out and corrected because that was his assumption when he saw higher resolution but um it, it as far as we understand it is 4k uh, we, oh, we covered okay, it on okay. windows central um and the person who wrote the article looked through the press briefing and yeah it's, it's 4k so they and did you say- refuse you refuse to be wrong by Jez Corden of Windows Central. Your, your. <laughs> I just had I had to remind <laughs> Jez of this. I don't even remember what the bet was. We bet something on a podcast forever around the launch of the Xbox Series X about this. So I don't remember, but I do remember that I was going to point it out when you were wrong, Jez. So that that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, shout out to RDX Son of Fett, who was actually the one that gave the super chat. It thanks to him for the two dollars seventy nine uh, CA. Uh, you know, I need to travel the world so I can know what all these currencies are. But he said, so glad Series X is getting the 4K dashboard. So RDX Sun Effect bringing us into the first topic. Uh, one of the things they haven't mentioned about this 4K dashboard, Miles, is an implementation of HDR in the dashboard. 
Have you heard anything about this? Yeah, they didn't touch on that specifically, which is something a lot of people have been asking for as well, is they, they want the 4K, they want the HDR. Um, it seems like they are with this, again, they're doing it in insiders, so this isn't a widespread build. So I, they're, they're gauging the waters to see if there's going to be glitches, bugs, or performance issues with this, and then I think they're going to go from there. So yeah, perfect world. We'd have our 4K uh, HDR dashboard, but, you know, baby steps, you know. Baby, baby, baby steps, steps. yeah. <laughs> So I'll bring up the technical information or the reasoning behind that for some of the audience who may not be, you know, looking at what that would mean, but I don't need 4k on the, or I don't need HDR on the dashboard, but when you come from the dashboard into a game on an HDR display, you get a black screen and yes. it flashes and brings you to the HDR, uh, part of the HDMI source. So you get that refresh, which you also get if you're using VRR. So for me, I have a VRR HDR TV. So when I launch from the dashboard of the Xbox into a game, I get a couple of flashes. I get a black screen for HDR and then I get a little black screen for VRR to be enabled as those all engage, you know, <laughs> and you like a, your ultimate experience. But on the PlayStation 5, you don't get that. You just launch right into the game because those things are all built that way. So hopefully they'll catch up to the other console that way. But this is in beta as betas seem to be so common days, it's common these days, right? Yeah, you, you, it's it's more complicated than we think. On paper, a lot of this sounds super simple, and we're like, why isn't this here? Why isn't this happening? But you have teams of people probably going through this list of thousands of bugs that are the reasons this isn't happening or the reasons this these things are more complicated. But yes, I am very glad that we are beyond uh, 1080p dashboards, at least for some people on the Series X now. Yeah, it's it'll be a nice quality of life improvement. And while you're explaining all that technical part, I have to laugh at how uh, dumb I am. <laughs> <laughs> that RDX Sun Effects uh, CA currency is ca Canadian dollars. And it's like right over my head. <laughs> but I'm having one of those days. It's actually been today. I pretty much I got up and like, took care of work stuff. And as work was finishing up for the day, I tried to get everything in line with the, with the little setback for the guests. And of course, getting miles set up. Uh, I think brain cells are just about gone for the day. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it through this for sure. Let's see. We've got... Uh, we got Rob Jones. Thanks so much for the 10 pound super chat. He says, oh, and he's up late. This, this is amazing. Rob Jones says, finally caught a live show. It's 1 a.m. in the UK. I well know because I have good friends from the UK and they uh, keep me laughing all the time. He says, Colt, your channel's blown up and going from strength to strength. Oh, and then he's got to give a shout out to Miles. He says, Miles is fire getting through my backlog before I try and get through this holidays games. Oh my gosh, we are slammed. Yes, thank you for that. That's awesome. Uh, so one of, we got a little bit of Xbox news this week, Miles. Uh, do you remember what the first thing that dropped the first of the week as you've been uh, being Mr. Uh, information news guy? Yeah, we had a, a few. I mean, we had Gamescom this week. We had QuakeCon mm -hmm. announced this week. We'll get we into those. Yep. An interview with Phil Spencer this week. We'll get into that. Oh, man, we're going to get spicy. Uh, what, was the, what was the update we got? We got an update to a game. A nice looking game. Do you remember? I, I, I'm blanking honestly right now. <laughs> it's so funny Brain when six days goes. Yeah, about six days go by and you're like, well, I don't know, man. I it's been a lot. But Hellblade: Senua Sacrifice got the optimization oh, yeah, that's right. for Xbox Series S and X. That's right. Uh, 
Yosemite Blam says, Cole, I thought that was Cambodian money. Yeah, it's like we could think of everything but uh, Canadian dollars. But yeah, have you uh, loaded this thing up and taken a look at it? I'll be honest, I haven't yet. I need to. I have. I did reinstall it because this is something I played on PlayStation and this is something I played when it came to Xbox as well. So I've played this about twice now and I want to see what it looks like. I've seen people sharing the, you know, their screenshots. I've seen the comparison videos. Looks incredible. I'm excited to, but I'll probably dive in as we get that. Once we get the Hellblade 2 date, that's when I'm going to dive back in and revisit this and get myself well, nice and fresh. Okay, nice. Yeah, I loaded it up. You've got three modes now, and you have to go back to the menu and restart the game to check them out. So you can't change them on the fly. So they really dug in. They've got ray tracing at 30. Not my bag. And then they've got 120 hertz mode which looks a lot like what we've played before, uh, except at higher frame rate. And then you've got the uh, balance mode, I think it's called, which is 60 with higher visuals. So that looks really nice. But why, Miles, why is this optimization not made for the PS5? Why is it not made for the PS5? What are you, are you trying to bait me here? What, what's, what's no, the... no, I'm just, we're just <laughs> going to talk about some of the logistics. Like people are, there were some fans that are upset that they own Hellblade on the PlayStation 4 and 5 and they're wondering why they do not get the work that the team put in to make this game up to next generation standards. Yeah, it would be nice to see that on PlayStation as well. Um, as we know, Hellblade started as a PlayStation exclusive, but now oh. we live in a world where Ninja Theory is is owned by xbox now so the incentive for hellblade to run the best on xbox is is right there in the open and that's probably why we haven't seen these enhancements come to playstation because xbox wants to make sure that their games look and run the best on their platform which which makes sense from their studios of course right oh yeah i mean yeah so if uh insomniac decided to get a next generation version at 60 frames of sunset overdrive would you expect it to come to the xbox even though it was an xbox exclusive i mean i could see it coming at at, at a price for sure i'm i'm still hoping we get some sort of enhancement some sort of remaster i think has been the rumblings lately for sunset overdrive to kind of lead into this potential sequel but um it will be curious to see if this if that comes to xbox at all or if we're going to be stuck playing uh, Sunset Overdrive at, what is it, 900p, 30fps? It's yeah, yeah. it's not what I would call the ideal way to experience that incredible game. Yeah, yeah. I know people are asking about more about both of those scenarios, which are kind of similar in a way. But, uh, yeah, it's that 900p, 30 is for an open world game. We were used to that for a long time, but yeah. now these consoles can handle it. So that's what's going on with Hellblade. Let's get into, we'll get into one more PlayStation-centric topic before we move on. I really want to get your take, Miles, on what in the heck is going on with Abandon. Oh, God. The gift that keeps on giving. This The Abandon saga has been one of the most fascinating things in gaming. Just history. One of the most interesting things to happen in, in all of gaming. It's been this saga that people have fixated on and fascinated about and had all these wild conspiracy theories about the origins and what the game's going to be and obviously Hideo Kojima's involvement in this project. And There's just been so much energy and momentum behind this independent game. 
And <laughs> despite the fact that this team has been like, no, it, it's not Silent Hill. It, it's not Metal Gear Solid. We, we're, we're, we're working on this project. We're excited about it. We hope you're excited about it. There's just been like a group of very vocal, passionate people like, no, 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 no. Kojima's behind this. He's, he's got something up his sleeve. He's, they're trying to downplay what this is. This is going to come out, and this is going to be an immersive reboot of both Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill simultaneously as PlayStation exclusives. And <laughs> there was an interview today that, that came out, and I'm, I'm blanking on the outlet, so chat or you uh, correct me on where that's from. But he basically had to, uh, Hassan had to come out and say, like, like please stop like i am like we're so stressed we're so scared like oh, there's wow. so much like negative press behind this i'm like i'm not eating i'm not sleeping because there's just so many people like fixated on this and trying to make it something that it's not while they're trying to roll this out so he came nice. out today and basically officially debunked all of the biggest rumors for the most part because it, it's clearly at this point it's kind of it's kind of gotten out of hand, Colt. This whole situation's gotten a little out of hand. They they played a dangerous game by, you know, feeding into these conspiracies a little bit. I do have to, you know, give give some valid criticism because they they had the tweet where they said that this game starts with an S and ends with an L. And like this was at the height. It did kind of end with an L, didn't it? <laughs> this was at the height of the Silent Hill conspiracies. I'm like, oh no. Don't, don't do that. It's don't, why would you do that? Don't do that. And, and here we are. And it's, it's, it sucks for that team. I feel really bad for that team. Um, but then there's been a lot of people like calling them scam artists and pulling up their history yeah, of games yeah. that haven't shipped. And it's just been a, it's, it's been something that's fascinating to watch. So if you're in the industry, it, it's hard to ignore the, the abandoned saga. Yeah. I would sum it up that they've, use that momentum or that excitement and hype around PT, Silent Hill, Metal Gear, Kojima to kind of propel excitement and hype for their game that they're working on. And maybe, maybe it's in really early stages and we don't want to talk about this too long because it's been talked about a lot, but as it sits lately is what I kind of want to get into, which you're covering really well, that it's kind of sitting in a no-go zone and it's just one of those things where everybody got excited thinking or assuming it was going to be something, and it may not be. I'm in the camp that it's probably a game, but it's they're just they're a little in over their head as far as what they're dealing with. And you know, these teams are still some of them are still working from home. They're just in a really bad situation. Not a good look. I think PlayStation has plenty of games, so we're going to hear about in the near future. So that's kind of my take. Uh, are we going to hear something new about it soon? They they came out today and said it's not a horror game as well, which has kind of been an interesting oh, wrinkle. Oh, that is oh, it basically Hassan broke down like what the gameplay was going to be, talked about the different elements of it, how exhaustion was going to affect the way you would aim your gun, and all these like kind of like genuinely interesting sounding gameplay mechanics based on your your level of fear, um, your level of exhaustion. But he stressed that it was a survival game. And this is not necessarily what he would consider a traditional horror game. So hmm. a lot of really interesting stuff. And again, I'm, I'm a huge brain fart on who put this interview out. But it was very fascinating to have the person who was at the head of this project telling you exactly what it is to kind of curb some of the, the speculation surrounding it. And yeah, there's fair criticisms that maybe they should have got in front of this sooner. Uh, there's people who are saying that they've they manipulated the hype. They they rode the wave of these other games to get mm -hmm. like free publicity for their game. 
I don't I don't know what the reality is there. They definitely could have gotten out in front of it sooner and said, no, this is definitely not. But even when they did, like it was it was already too late. They, they came out and said, we have no affiliation with Konami and Silent Hill. And people were like, oh, this is Silent Hill, dude. This is 100 percent Silent Hill. Like, <laughs> they would. OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, everybody's talking about it in the chat too. Uh, Special Nick says Hassan 100% knew what he was doing, and I'm assuming he means you know riding on the on the hype wave of something else that somebody created that's really popular. Which you know sometimes that's kind of you gotta gotta get an angle and find. It's not really about an angle. I have to give him the benefit of the doubt that they're trying to bring something that Kojima wasn't making. Like, hey, we'll do this for him. We'll make something in the vein of something that you've been asking for. You give fans something they're hungry for, and uh, maybe they'll really enjoy it. But I'll tell you what the big takeaway, Miles, is that PlayStation fans, not just Xbox fans, are hungry for a brand new game. Even though we've got tons of games coming, right? People are hungry, and it's okay to be excited about stuff that's on the way, right? I agree. It's one of those. There, there, there's a vocal group of people who just want that PlayStation banger exclusive to to dunk on people on Twitter. There, there yeah. is a there is a <laughs> contingent of people that just they just want that, and they haven't had that in a while. Um, and you know, they're hoping that this will be that. They want they want this yeah. to be Silent Hill, or they want this to be Metal Gear, so they can dunk on people and say, "Hey, this is a PlayStation exclusive." Sorry, Xbox fans. Um, I don't think that's the majority. Obviously. We uh, we get obsessed with our our Twitter bubbles and realize and forget that that's only just us a, a fraction a super super tiny little little subset eight thousand people we talk to or whatever it is yeah yeah so <laughs> I think that's what it is for some people but yeah the, we PlayStation started strong this this year with or since the launch really with with great exclusive titles and now we're in this lull where after Deathloop. Uh, PlayStation fans don't really know what what to expect from from PlayStation in terms of big first party exclusives. Well, it's the it's the teeter totter that I've seen that you don't normally get. But um, for the first half of 2021, Xbox had or uh, PlayStation had a bunch of great first party timed and exclusive games. And then as you came into the summer, Xbox started the teeter totter started moving, and now mm-hmm. Xbox fans are on their way up. With, um, I was talking to Randall Thor on the phone. We talk every day. Rand's amazing. But I said, Rand, because he's like, I got to finish this game. Because Rand and I are going to review a new Xbox game pretty soon here. We're going to be playing it this weekend. Uh, we're super happy and privileged and excited. But he said, I got to get through this because in a week, this game comes out. And then in two weeks, I go, Rand, isn't there something new on Xbox? Like every two weeks, he goes, pretty much except for September, there really isn't a whole lot. But after that, it's like every two weeks, something new on Game Pass or something new to Xbox that's exclusive. So, super awesome. So, I want to flip the table around and abandon as we close out this uh, topic that probably nobody wants to talk about too long. But let I'll just ask for your short answer as I spin the table around your way. You talked about Kojima. Just give me your answer. Do you, is he working with Xbox as far yeah. as you... Uh, yes. 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 Kojima is... If we see a, uh, a trailer for the new Kojima Xbox game at the Game Awards this year, I will not bat an eye. Like that is, That's what I'm expecting. You expect that. Okay. Okay. And then if you're wrong, uh, can I do an elbow drop on you on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think... Break the chair over hear... my back from the top <laughs> ropes. Just do it. Just Nacho Libre. Just jump off the top ropes. Yeah. Um, 
I'm with you, Miles. I think we're going to hear about something soon. And when you say Game Awards December, that's pretty believable. That's a, that's a good prediction. Like, these are just predictions sometimes, right? Exactly, edu- yes. I don't, ha- I don't have Xbox's master list of all their, their release ske- schedules, <laughs> their marketing cadences. I, I, I don't. I don't have. <laughs> all right. Well, sh- shout out to Mr. Joanna Dark, who sent another $5 super chat to Miles. I second to go play Boyfriend Dungeon. Miles, maybe go down the rabbit hole. So you, you get, you get an influence on people to play some games, don't you? Look at you. Dude, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird game. Like I've, I've had this mixed reaction. People like, you know, just morbidly curious about it. And then people have been like, Oh dog, what are you doing? Why are you playing this? This looks stupid, but <laughs> it's worth checking out. It's, I'm not going to say it's for everyone. Cause it's, it's not for everyone, but everyone should at least install it on game pass and just, just check it out. See, it see what's so going on weird. there. Oh, it's I, weird. It's I weird. went to a YouTube video with gameplay and I was scrubbing through the timeline like, is this is this what you do? And somebody was uh did somebody that doesn't like me on Twitter said, Go play boyfriend dungeon on Game Pass Cult. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You should we all should. If you have Game Pass, check it out. That's all I ask. You don't have to love it. I don't expect everyone to love it because it is it is a weird as hell premise for a game, but it's it's really fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it looks uh, it looks very different. Uh, this next super chat will actually take us into a topic I didn't have planned, but since it came out today, I think we should talk about it. RDX Son of Fett gives us that Canadian 279 yet again and says the Vanguard. He means the Call of Duty Vanguard tease is boring. <gasps> what? Ooh. Whoa, so, dude! Miles, let's talk about this in total pers- uh, perspective and respect to. Xbox and Halo Infinite. This is how I want to angle this. Thanks to RDX Son Effect for bringing this up. We've talked about behind the scenes that Phil hasn't said, but we're assuming that he's waiting for the announcement, the release date of the next, the 2021 Call of Duty game so that they can align the Halo Infinite release date so they those two don't interfere with one another. So what do you think about Call of Duty being a World War II game in respect to the big Halo Infinite. It's going to be a really interesting year for first or interesting holiday for first person shooters because you have Battlefield, which is futuristic, futurist, modern futuristic. You have Halo Infinite, which is sci-fi futuristic. And then you have Call of Duty dipping back into its roots, Colt, going back to World War II again and Taking again. objective butter. And again. <laughs> and again. Me, when I, when I, because a lot of stuff is like leaked. Like you can, you can look and you can see like when it's being revealed, how it's being revealed. A lot of this stuff is, is floating around. When I heard it was World War II, that's a, compared to what I saw from Battlefield and compared to what, I, what I've seen and played of Halo Infinite, that's a big old snooze for me. But I understand there's some nostalgia and people, that's how Call of Duty started was with World War II. Um, I personally don't care at all about World War II Call of Duty. I don't personally care about the average Call of Duty, though. So I'm not I'm not the target demo for Call of Duty Vanguard, I'll say. Okay, well, it is totally okay for you to give your opinion. That's why I asked. I actually wanted to hear you say, you know, me as Miles, like what I, what I want. Because I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I don't play the Call of Duties religiously like a lot of people do, but I've played a lot almost all of the campaigns. But when I see World War II, I'm like, mm. so what I, yeah, so what I'm like, I know Call of Duty is going to be huge no matter what. Like, even if they do World War II, they deliver and peop- the fans love their games. 
But we are, when you're going up against Battlefield um, and you're going up against Halo Infinite, I my instinct is that a World War II Call of Duty kind of means that Halo Infinite might have a bigger release, uh, have a better chance of being bigger in, in the eyes of everyone playing that holiday. Is that weird to say? No, because there's been the conversations with the relevance of Halo over the years. There's been conversations sure. from critics who say that, you know, maybe Halo doesn't carry as much weight. And as we've seen with, you know, people within Xbox, Phil Spencer wasn't going to come out and tell you that Call of Duty was the reason that, you know, they weren't going to give us <laughs> right. the release date for Halo. But I think a lot of us know that that's the reality. They're not going to release Halo Infinite in October because of the marketing deal with Battlefield. And they want Battlefield to have some air. Um, but they weren't going to give us a date in November because let's be real. Call of Duty does carry weight for first person shooters. Call of Duty is the first person shooter franchise. So yep. even, even Halo, even big, big Papa chief has to, has to be aware of where Call of Duty is going to fall. And that, that says a lot about the weight of that franchise. So ahead of this, ahead of us knowing it was world war II, a lot of people were like, is Halo Infinite going to be able to stand toe-to-toe with Call of Duty in this day and age? And I think, you know, as you and I are, are stating, uh, the World War II factor for some people is not going to move the needle. They're, I think sure. it's going to open up more possibilities for hardcore Call of Duty fans to maybe dabble with Halo when they weren't planning to. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't bring it up. Like, you make such a great point. I didn't bring it up. I know I sort of framed my, my comments as, that Halo has a chance to beat Call of Duty. I, I don't think those things even come into equation. I just think about, as like the chat was saying, like splitting the community, like who's going to be playing Call of Duty every night and who's going to decide, I want to play c- competitive Halo Infinite every night. You know, people have to make that choice. But um, yeah, Halo has kind of been out of the game for a little while. Like there's people still playing five, but. This could be an, I wonder if it's a moment where a good chunk of Call of Duty players go, you know what? I'm going to wait a couple weeks to buy Call of Duty and maybe I'm going to play Halo Infinite for a little bit and see if it catches me and gets me hooked. Uh, it depends on where their friends are, but uh, it's just kind of interesting to think about, right? Yeah, because it is, it's going to be the battle of the Titans. Rarely do we have a year where we're getting all all the arguably biggest, quote unquote, first person franchises dropping in, in within like two months. Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Halo Infinite are all stepping into the Thunderdome, and there's only going to be one champion. So it'll it'll be curious to see how that all <laughs> plays out. There's only one. Only one will survive. But that's funny. We know that's not true. Like just, no, no. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody will be able to play whatever they want. And uh, yeah, you've got a seventy dollars Call of Duty versus a free to play Halo Infinite. I think Halo Infinite should be able to get quite a few people playing. Um, let's talk about something else Phil did say because he, he didn't say he's waiting on that Call of Duty release date. I think it'd be okay if he said that. Like, hey, you know, we we don't want to hinder each other and but maybe that sounds weak. But, you know, Halo, you know, Call of Duty doesn't want Halo to get in the way of them either. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Par- Shout out to Paris in the chat a few minutes ago giving the side eyes. Like, he's always up to something, but he's amazing. I think he probably finished recording i want to say taping but they don't tape anymore digitally video capturing his gamescom um appearance with kate yeager i cannot wait to see that Uh, paris went into the first event and killed it like he's been i mean he's been doing this for a decade and longer right but yeah he killed it so i can't wait to see what he what he has to show off and the games we're going to be playing so we'll hear about that soon but let's talk about phil spencer 
who uh, <laughs> did an interview with uh, Gamer Rant, I think it was. I know I'll mess that up. This is all off memory. But uh, Games Radar, right? Is Games Radar. Yeah, there's like four sites that I call the same name because they're a game <laughs> R or something. Games Robot, Games uh, Ravioli. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Games Ravioli for bringing the news to us every week. <laughs> Del Dente. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, he was asked about well, Phil Spencer's comments. I, I don't know. I don't know, Miles. Should I leave with the clickbait headline or should I lead? Let's leave with the clickbait. Let's bring spice. Just clickbait it up. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll add some nuance. We'll add some, you know, thought to it. But lead with the, the, the clickbait. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Real quick, shout out to Sean Labrie, a good friend of mine, and Asa from Game On Daily, another great friend of mine, and Happy Bomb, uh, the co-producer of the show. These are mods that are keeping an eye on... Uh, Nah, there's no crazies in here. It, this is an awesome chat right now. Well over 600 people listening to Miles and I talk about ravioli and playing games with your feet with Boyfriend Dungeons. But uh, no, we're going to talk about Phil Spencer. The clickbait spicy headline is <laughs> in the chat. Ravioli um, was Phil Spencer is not interested in making single player blockbuster games like PlayStation. Excuse me? <laughs> Now this is like uh this is about three or four three days old, I think, but it really does need to be addressed uh from the likes of Miles and Colt Eastwood, right? Hey, Miles, yeah, yeah, let's add some more you know, noise to the situation here. I'm sure by now you've pretty much memorized or what Phil said that brought this that concocted this headline. Can you uh reset the audience? We'll we'll get into that and we'll talk about what the meaning is behind it. But yeah, basically the the interview had some suggestions that Phil Spencer was talking about all the key players in the industry, talking about PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox, and basically saying that you know he he likes that everyone has their own approach, and that Xbox, you know, not only weren't they not going to copy PlayStation's approach, they weren't interested in copying PlayStation's approach. People took that as Xbox is not interested in making. <laughs> The bangers, Colt. The first-party bangers. Xbox Don't do has, it. has no interest in making first-party single-player narrative bangers. Um, and so that's that's basically what the gist was, and that's what the kind of clickbait that we saw took that and ran with it. Uh, the reality is, I think Phil Spencer it was just saying that you know we have our approach, we have our our systems, we have our services, and that is where we strive. We want d- diversity through Xbox Game Studios and Xbox Game Pass, and we don't necessarily need to have all of our biggest first-party games fit into like let's say PlayStation's formula, quote unquote. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's been really interesting to see this kind of explode and see people come out and say, "I can't believe that Xbox is ignoring what I want." I think. Xbox is definitely going to have those single player a uh, narrative driven bangers. They already have them like announced, but yeah. Yeah. So th- th- <laughs> those are coming. So it-, it was interesting to see so many people up in arms when we already know that some of those are on the horizon and we can guarantee that more are coming. Okay. So let very well set up miles. Let's talk about what Phil, when Phil said he's always asked about 
we're, we're going to fill in the blanks because as an executive or a leadership of a big platform that's Xbox is massive. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to treat it like, uh, you're, you're running this little tiny shop that's struggling to stay alive. Like Xbox is huge right now. So when Phil is what he's talking about is Phil was asked many times by fans. He sees the feedback on social media and other places when he's in interviews, fans are asking Phil directly at which he didn't say this specific, but I know fans are asking, Phil, where is your God of War? Where is your The Last of Us? Where is your Horizon Forbidden West? Where is the Xbox version? Because one of the things you didn't paraphrase from Phil's comments was he, he said, I'm always asked about where's our blue version of this game? Where's our red version of this uh, game? Yes, yes. Now, I'm going to, I love like, co-conspiring with uh with with our best our best friends in the industry like randolph thor brought up a great analogy he said what would happen if xbox was continually trying to emulate the success of nintendo and build a mario style platform or a legend of zelda style rpg every single time just just trying to copy and you know reskin those games chasing the Nintendo Dragon, as it is, uh, but you don't like Miles. Where's the, where's the? Why aren't they copying Nintendo? Why does it always have to be? Why aren't they copying PlayStation? That you know, if they were copying Nintendo, let's be real, that would fill in a lot of the gaps that the Xbox platform is struggling. They want those fan Phil Spencer, like people downplay Nintendo on the Xbox camp, and we can have criticisms of Nintendo. They are not perfect, especially when it comes to you know consumer first practices, but. Phil Spencer has been on record numerous times praising Nintendo's first party output, praising Nintendo's library of games. And, you know, it is interesting that more people aren't saying, you know, Xbox, why aren't you copying Nintendo? Because you 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 are saying to us publicly that you don't need that you need to fill these gaps for family friendly games, but but you're not doing it. But I think a lot of it just focuses on the Xbox versus PlayStation side and the Nintendo mm -hmm. hardcore fans are on their own island just having fun playing playing their games and not <laughs> on their really... own their own Animal Crossing island you mean yeah 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 exactly you you get it hello fellow kids what's going on <laughs> hello fellow kids you know it's funny because the Nintendo games sell way more than the PlayStation bangers yeah like Animal Crossing is like one of the biggest games and and let's just pretend that Phil was nothing but a suit that wanted to make as much money as possible. Of course, that's part of his job, right? Why isn't he chasing Animal Crossing? Like, why isn't he saying, Xbox Game Studios, I want all 23 of you to build Animal Crossing, and we're done. We can retire. Nah, I'm just, I'm just if, if Nintendo fans wanted to, to mirror some of the, the, the more, like, hostile approaches online they could be the most obnoxious fandom online they could be like mario kart 8 sold 37 million copies oh, bro. Yeah. god of war only sold 10 million boo playstation's trash but again like that's just not something that happens but if if nintendo fans wanted to they could be those people and i'm i'm glad most of them are not no they aren't uh, it it's gotta be, i mean the chat would agree with us it's gotta be because yeah, now PlayStation fans may not like this, but Xbox and PlayStation games are kind of on the same level of maturity and fidelity among a lot of their games. Like Nintendo doesn't have the big AAA cinematic photorealistic blockbusters yeah. on their platform. So they're doing their own thing, which is makes a lot of money. But also remember that the biggest money making games on all three of those platforms 
are like Fortnite and Roblox and Minecraft. Yeah, really. let's go. <laughs> if we're if we're so. throwing dollars around talking about how much money something makes, then yeah, those Roblox is the goat. Roblox is crushing every first party Xbox and PlayStation exclusive. Roblox yeah. is the, Roblox is, is not PlayStation though, Miles. Where's the where's the Roblox fan? Yeah, where's where's the banger? Where's the banger on Roblox? Uh let, let's close this out with what does Xbox have in the pipeline? Because the clickbait headline that got shared by every uh, sinister guy with his collar up, you know, <laughs> uh, that Xbox wasn't going to make banger AAA single player games. What are the games that are in the works for Xbox that are, I think most of them are announced. Like what, let's name them off. We're going to have Hellblade 2. We're going to have The Outer Worlds 2. We're going to have Avowed. Um, yeah. What else are we going to have, Colt? We've got Fable. We, oh, which we might have people. might might have co-op, but these That's are true. Yeah. big simple big single player uh, campaign driven RPGs. Uh, we've got Perfect Dark, which would be a big campaign first person shooter. We've got a big campaign with Halo Infinite. We've got um, shoot, we've got a whole bunch of games. I'd have to pull up my graphic. It's so funny because all of these are announced, like they're coming out, and and uh, PlayStation has four or five games announced on the way that are big like that and Xbox has six or more so yeah they're 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 doing their job I suppose uh, let's see we've got uh Hargeet Chani says hey Colt Miles this uh thanks so much for the five dollar super chat Hargeet says from an industry perspective do you think the lack of engagement from Sony is sustainable and I'm assuming they mean from the to the fans is there any planned event for Sony and PlayStation, Miles. That's a lot of people. Been, again, there's a lot of like questions and, and the hunger from the most hardcore in, in that fandom. Like, when's the next state of play? There's the rumored one that there's what? One this week, the 19th or tomorrow? There's been like a ton of rumors circulating around, around when the next state of play is. And, you know, as we've seen this year, there's been a big difference between the way Xbox messages and has conversations with its fans compared to how PlayStation does it. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to say one's necessarily better. I prefer Xbox's approach. I prefer that they're more honest, open and consistent because again, if you're looking at it from marketing beats and keeping Xbox in the conversation, almost this entire year since launch, Xbox has been doing one thing per week to make you think about the Xbox brand. Think oh, yeah, about the Xbox every week. platform and that adds so much value because you're you're always thinking about it. And PlayStation has had periods where they go a month, two months where we don't hear really anything. So I don't honestly know when the next big PlayStation event or showcase is going to be. Do you think it's important for them to make an appearance at E3 and Gamescom and and think and things like that, like these other events, like to make a representation? Because I hear from the PlayStation fans that they don't need to because they've got bangers coming. But let's let's step back for a moment. Like, it, do they need to make an appearance? Do, that's to be determined. We're, we're in the middle of this phase right now where PlayStation is, is figuring out whether that matters ultimately. Um, because yeah. us, like you, a lot of the people in this chat, we, we care. We're in the industry. We're, we're paying attention to the events. We, we want all the information that we can get. Um, the, the biggest percentage of this of this market, I don't think necessarily cares on the same level that we all do when it comes to having that constant stream of information, ha tuning into Gamescom. Um, for a lot of people, that that doesn't matter. 
So I think PlayStation is honestly having some internal conversations to figure out like how they want to approach this and if they need to be there. I would like to see PlayStation more. I would like to see what's what's coming and what these games look like because they always do an amazing amazing job. When there's a state of play, there is nine times out of ten something really excited and something really cool that they show. So I do like their showcases, and I think they've done a good job when they do show up. But yeah, their their uh, approach has been um, a little more, I guess, sparse than Xbox's. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the word when you say sparse. I think their approach is kind of a uh, just wait, but like they've been, like we said about the teeter totter. Like when I was saying that, like they brought the games the first part of the year, and then the second part of the year is a light. Yeah. So it sounds like the beginning, the first half of 2022 is going to be packed on both platforms. So there is one event that comes first that we know PlayStation couldn't go to if they wanted, and that's QuakeCon 2021 which is the uh, talented team. It has put it on their own show. I don't know a lot about QuakeCon. Miles, can, do you know much about it to kind of set it for the audience? I, no, honestly, no. I'm, I'm a bad person for Quake because I got uh, you know, a, a little flack on Xbox Chatter Days this week because I was hanging out with Lord Cognito and I was like, hey, do you, do you care about QuakeCon? Like, I know people want to, want to hear about it, so I want to bring this up. He didn't care about QuakeCon. I, I I don't really care about QuakeCon. I'm hoping we see, you know, like a reboot of the series. But it is something that a lot of people care about. Quake is a beloved franchise. A lot of people want to see it come back. Um, but I'm, I'm not the biggest Quake fan at the end of the day. <laughs> well, I mean, Quake hasn't really been doing a lot over the past 10 years or more. Yeah, uh, they did Quake Champions like five years ago, and I got I got a beta code for that from from it or whatever who was running that, and I tried it out for a minute. I'm like, well, I'm not really into this, but Quake is a big franchise, so there was a rumor that Quake is being rebooted or remastered. But I think it's a remaster, and I talked to Special Nick from Xbox Era about this. Do you know much about this? Like, are you able to talk about this, or do you want me to lead with it? Yeah, go ahead and lead. Go ahead and lead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In other words, like, uh, I'm not a Quake guy. My name's Wild. No, I'm just yeah. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, I honestly can't be a Quake guy. I, I played the Quake game when it first came out in the in the mid '90s on my friend's laptop. I'm not because I, I, that was like after Doom, and that was freaking awesome. But Quake's been gone for a while. Like it is just teeming with drooling blood to uh, be rebooted like Doom. But it sounds like they are doing a remaster. Oh man, we've been hearing about remasters lately. I'm actually going to be working on a video soon about a remaster that's coming up that could be cool but may disappoint. That's kind of the problem. People really want these reboots, but this Quake thing is supposed to be just a remaster. So, I don't know. It, it's it's a good way to kind of gauge interest in in a way that's not a huge investment for financially yeah. or time-wise for for a franchise like Quake because Quake has not been in in the public mind share in a big way in a long time um we are in the in this resurgence of arena shooters like halo infinite's going back to its arena roots and quake as kind of like the quintessential when you think of like iconic arena shooters quake is like the number one so yeah it, oh yeah it, it does make sense in this day and age to, to maybe revisit it but 
again, I, I am not confident that, you know, if a Quake, if Quake comes back, that it's going to be just widely accepted and it's going to be this runaway success. Doom 16 was stoked when that came back oh, and that felt yeah. good, played good, looked amazing. And that has completely reinvigorated the Doom franchise. People want to see that for Quake. I, I hope they can do it. Um, it sounds like this version of Quake that we see first is not going to be the Doom 2016, though. No, I don't think so. But there's a couple of ways to look at this. One of them is this could bring Quake at least get it started back into the current generation. You know, if it's been gone for so long, like this could reinvigorate fans. Like you, like you said, like gauge that interest. But here's the other question, Miles is quake remastered from id an Xbox exclusive. If it comes out in the next year, I would say, yeah, I would say at this point, Xbox and PC. I mean, quake has always been a PC first franchise in my eyes uh-huh. quake, quake has been on console but when you think about quake i think you associate it with pc so i think they would lean heavily into their pc audience because i think that's where it would have the biggest chance for success but i would say that yeah quake remastered would probably be a pc and xbox exclusive yeah of course when i say xbox exclusive i mean the platform every exclusive always released on pc it's not so true vice versa when you talk about things like age of empire fix that would you you know if you're gonna make a game Ah, I don't want to open up a can of worms, but I always say if you don't want to worry about controller uh, compatibility, just need to throw games on the Xbox console store and say no cons- no uh, controller support on this game. Let people plug in their mouse and keyboard if they want to buy it on their Xbox. At least do that. And uh, thanks for the job. Just hire me for that. I'll take <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, let's see, we got... We got a couple super chats coming in as we get we'll we'll get into Gamescom here in a moment. We've got uh Yudani Kodanza. Uh thanks for the five dollar super chat. This is awesome. He says, I'm obsessed on how Colt and his friends love to use Nacho Libre gifts and references online on social media. It kills me every time. Underrated movie. <laughs> Nine out of ten, fight me. That's funny, like guys like Sean Labrie and I will do uh very uh sexy Nacho Libre. Uh, gifts to kind of make a joke, but the community's awesome. I, we love talking to them, even if it's really goofy stuff. Um, Space Dovakin with the Starfield profile picture. We forgot to mention Starfield is a massive, yes, first uh, single player right banger coming banger, to the Xbox. <laughs> three three sixty no scope me, bro. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be like. There's so many games. Like, of course, we'll miss one. Space Dovakin, thank you so much for the $2 Super Chat. says, the planets are aligned for Halo. Big big success, as he refers to uh, a World War II Call of Duty may just kind of leave a little bit more room for call, for Halo to do its thing, which, uh, Miles, you and I were talking a couple weeks ago. How we were on a, what show were we on? Gaz's show? Game on Daily with uh, Asa and Gaz? Talking about, like, the flighting? Oh, yeah. What like, show were we on together? We've been on so many shows. Yeah, there was, like, we were on a show where 50% of the people were pretty cool and got to play halo and then the other 50 percent did not uh if i rec- <laughs> if i recall correctly uh, yeah yeah we had so much fun like halo's back halo, it's oh, safe to say yeah, yeah halo is going to make a make a big splash especially as we've seen all of the biggest and most played and most successful games are free to play xbox gets that and they want halo to be able to stand in that space and compete with with all these huge games um so i'm excited to see to see how halo fares because it feels good it looks good and now all the kids who play fortnite 
can say, hey, the, the dude from Fortnite got his own spinoff. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, where's Ariana Grande in this game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hello, my fellow kids. I love that because <laughs> I'm so old. Uh, okay, so that, I think that covers QuakeCon. I don't know much about it. I've been like thinking, should I do a video about this and kind of figure out what's going on? But I think there's not much to really predict or hear hear about but it's amazing what a great yeah, get for xbox it, it, it'll be cool for the people excited about quake <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> okay i mean don't they do more than quake at QuakeCon? they do gotta, yeah there should be some yeah. other id stuff but i don't my expectations for that are not like i'm not expecting a new doom reveal so, or one thing i forgot to bring up miles is that machine games is working in some capacity for this quake remaster did you know that i had heard about that yeah yeah so we have to we have to address that. They're supposed to be working on Indiana Jones. We don't know if that's going to be exclusive or not. Uh, I, I have my idea somewhere on that. But uh, they're supposed to be working on this Quake thing. So maybe if you're right, you said this may be like less of a an effort or a time sink to do a remaster. Yeah, that would be my 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 expectation for this would be yeah something like if you look at what was it gears of war ultimate edition i think would probably be maybe like a good a good okay. gauge for sort of what what i'm expecting at least for like that. a file save as xbox pc version <laughs> like and then you're just done you're like i'm waiting for that thing to save and then you should be good to go i, I feel like the ultimate edition of gears of war was a little more than that but <laughs> <laughs> no it's so funny I, I like to make that joke because you know it's so fans like it. They like they're just teaming for something new, and they're just waiting for them to do the file save as, uh, so just get get it done. But yeah, there's some crazy work behind the scenes to get that done. Uh, I think I have one more to get us into this. Uh, Sam Craft Recon will lead us into our next subject because uh, you know the the chat's smart. They know what's coming, so they they like to set up the show just perfectly. He gives a five. Uh, Euro Super Chat. Thank you, Sam. He says, any new acquisition rumors or info and also any leaks ahead of Gamescom, <gasps> which is the 24th? Yes, the Xbox show is Give on the, the 24th. Give us the leaks. All the, all the leaks. I <laughs> thought... Are we are we diving straight into Gamescom? Is that or let's just... let's yeah let's move right into Gamescom. It's perfect that you asked that uh, very close to when we were ready to go into the into that topic because. Uh, yeah. I mean, how long is this show? Do you know? I don't Paris think. Should, uh, yeah, Paris knows. Paris, Paris knows exactly how long the show is. I don't know if they've given us a time. I don't know if they've said like 90 minutes or 60 minutes. I, I read through the blog post again earlier today and I didn't see because I was curious to see if we got a hard time for what we can expect for this. Aaron Greenberg has set some expectations, basically saying yes. it's going to be a lot of updates on stuff that, that's coming this year for the most part. Okay. Um but I don't know how long it is. That that that's I'm really curious to see. I'd I'd okay. say thir- forty five minutes to an hour. I guess is what I maybe expect. But some deeper okay. dives. Where are those acquisitions? Like everyone's acquisition like season. acquisition season. Acquisition season. Um, oh yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna make a meme tonight. Remind me. I'm gonna make an acquisition seasoning bottle. <laughs> I'm gonna make that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know we're gonna give. Special Nick from Xbox Air, a hard time with the acquisition seasoning. Sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> Where are the acquisitions? That's what people need to know. They want it. I, I'm not expecting any acquisitions at Gamescom. Time. Time, time. out, Miles. Show, show the audience the tattoo. They demand oh. it. Oh, they want to see, see the, it. the ink? 
Let's see the ink. Oh, it's ink it up. Oh, let me flex those guns. Oh, <laughs> man, it's the real deal, isn't it? It's the real deal. I got uh, my first, my first ink, my first tat. Tribute to the goat. Shout out to Randall Thor. I see him in the chat. Pokemon, <laughs> the greatest video game franchise of all time, was my first tattoo, and that is dedicated to Ran. The death of Ran's taste. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. That is so crazy. So yeah, when I saw that post on social media, I'm like, is that a, is that a sticker? That's, yeah, it's a t it's a temporary tat. It's a little. It's just a little. We'll stick it. You know, you, you, lick, you lick the back, you put it on there. Yeah. That's no exactly. way. No way. I, I was like, full stack says lick and stick tattoo. <laughs> that's uh, it. That's it. <laughs> Miles, you had me. I thought it was real because I saw the picture. I'm like, is that a, is that a stick on tattoo? I'm like, nah, man, he really got that done. I did. He went that's under, real. He went that's under real. the pen. I did it. I, did. I went under the needle four hours, um, did it. <laughs> Um, it, it was cool. It was a cool experience. I'm glad I'm dead. I've been talking about getting a tattoo for like 10 years. And I finally said, you know what? I ain't getting any younger. Let's do this. Let's light this candle. Let's make it happen. So yeah. Wow. And you know, Pokemon isn't going away either. Oh, the no. chat's loving it. Oh my gosh. Zocker87 says, greatest video game franchise of all time. Bro, Banjo has that in the bag. I will put Zocker in a chokehold for that one. He knows, he knows he's, <laughs> he's got me mad on that one. Uh, shout out to over 740 people checking us out tonight as we check out Miles' uh, his prison ink he's got on for doing a hard fresh time. Ink, bro. <laughs> Come on, son, step up. Come at me. So, all right, let's talk about Gamescom because people are. <laughs> Rand just timed out. Zar How dare you? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. And then Rand does a. <laughs> Rand. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna give Zocker the uh, the modding support so we can get you back on that one. So uh, let's talk about Gamescom. People are here to, here to talk about Gamescom. Uh, what games are we gonna hear about? Stuff we've already announced, right? So what's on the table? Because 2021's packed. Let, all right. So what? Wh I'm honestly not expecting like as Aaron Greenberg said. It's not gonna be huge surprises. They're they've they've set the messaging for that. So we're I'm, we're probably not gonna get any big reveals or, or anything on on that level but let's say call of duty is getting revealed this week which it seems like it, it's leaked call of duty is probably getting revealed through Warzone, kind of like a ariana grande concert in Fortnite. you're going to watch the trailer within call of duty Warzone for call of duty vanguard reveal and i imagine with that reveal we're, we're going to get the release date for call of duty they're going to say boom here's the next call of duty here's the date if that uh -oh. is the that is the case, I I imagine that we are going to then very quickly get the the release date for Halo Infinite. I don't know if this is like a response via a blog post or if they are doing a a spread on Gamescom. But that's well, what I want to see. Do you game. think that do you think that the talks happen behind the scenes where where Phil's team has said, "Hey, Activision, like when are you going? Like let's get this." Let's orchestrate this, and we can announce it at the big event. Is that what you're? I, I mean, that'd I mean, have to be. If if we all know, if just the average Joe schmo on Twitter knows when the next Call of Duty is getting revealed, I can't imagine that Xbox doesn't know when when the next Call of Duty is getting revealed. So okay. that's what I want to see. I want to see the release date for Halo Infinite, and I want to see a huge spread of dumb Halo Infinite collectibles stuff that I can buy for the Brindles? anniversary. 
Let's let's give me the controllers. Give me the the, the, the limited edition skins. Give Is me there going to be a Halo Infinite controller? Time out. Let's before we go into the uh, about the custom uh, theme stuff. Let me do a commercial real quick. This is the Colt Eastwood XNC Xbox podcast. And if you're having a good time, if you're enjoying listening to Miles, make fun of Colt and all, and all the stuff that we're doing here. If you're having a good time, please hit the like button. Take a second to go away from the chat, which is absolutely on fire. Hit the like button. Show your support. We are on YouTube live and on demand after the show's over. We're also on Spotify. This is all free. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Pocket podcasts, so we're on like five different platforms on demand in the earbuds where you're at the gym pumping iron, bro. So, yo, show your support for this show. This is a new thing. This is episode 15. I'm here with Miles Dompierre of Windows Central as he stays so totally silent while I do this unscripted commercial. What a great guest! He's amazing. So, show your support, hit the like button. We're up to 300. You guys are amazing. That's that makes us feel good. We're having a good time, Miles. Are we going to get a custom Halo Infinite controller? Because we're not getting consoles because consoles are harsh to come out of the factories right now. Do you think we're going to get a sweet looking? Are they going to? If, gonna if we don't, I will take that as a personal attack. If for the <laughs> 20th anniversary of Halo, one of the greatest, most beloved first person shooter franchises of all time by a large margin that people love, Halo Infinite, the spiritual reboot of the franchise a new saga for master chief if they don't release a limited edition halo infinite controller yes i will take that as a personal attack a, a personal attack on like your new tattoo or what's going on man on me like as as a human as a <laughs> fundamental human being i will I will be offended. I will be writing emails. I will be writing to Congress and I will be making <laughs> Oh my gosh. Shout out to Fonz in the chat. He's got me laughing. What, what's this custom controller going to look like, Miles? I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, we we saw Pope Pope's dope Needler controller. Oh Something like gosh. that would be. His Needler. Like, just go buy that from him. I, I, it's tricky, like the the whole partnership. Like Pope's been doing amazing stuff. Now he's Pope Art. He's hit the headlines with his with his purple and pink and dark gray Oof. Needler mm. control. That's one hundred fifty bucks. It's got light up buttons. Looks amazing. I almost want to buy one. It's it's that's a baller one. move. I know. I kind of I kind of do too. But I don't know. I don't. I already. What, I what, four what would you X controllers. What would your dream Halo Infinite limited edition? Okay. Controller well, I don't really have a dream, but I have a good prediction that you know, a lot of marketing was around the Halo three fourth or the uh, the new armor right with the, with the one one seven on it. So a greenish, you know, rough roughed up armor looking one with that one one seven on it. That seems like something they would do, right? I gotta like shout Chief out what armor. Rand is saying here. This is this is what I want. And I would pay oh, stupid, yeah. stupid amounts. I, I would pay literally any amount. Whatever Xbox says this would cost, I would buy it. A Halo Infinite Elite Series 2 controller. If they No, scratch that. Scr uh -oh, the Rand's, uh -oh. Rand's living in the past. What they need Don't to do, do is they need to reveal a Halo Infinite Elite Series 3 controller. The first batch Already? of Elite Series 3 controllers, Halo Infinite themed Whatever the price is, I'm there. 300, 400, 500. Oh Same price as my Series X. I would throw money at that. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, more than likely it would be a $70 or maybe, was it $80 for a 
totally custom. Probably eighty. Yeah, probably eighty. Yeah. Yeah, eighty dollars for that's my prediction is a Master Chief armor controller, and they don't go super. Uh, darn it, I don't have it in here. I'd say they don't go all out with their design, but the Gears Five Kate controller is amazing looking. Do you have this controller? It's in the no, other room. No, but I have the uh, the Sea of Thieves limited edition controller, and that is the most oh that one's a, beautiful that one's custom controller that's ever been made. I it's just sitting sealed in a box over here. The thing's just yeah, it's too bad. It's for a game that Zocker plays all the time. No, I'm just joking. No, uh, I, I, we're gonna get that that Gears controller, and it's got the broken ice, but what it really looks like is crumbled concrete. Like they went all out. Like they did that laser etching where it looks like it's got 3D cracks in it. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do need to make a custom. We'll talk about that for a second. A lot of people like, where's the custom Xbox consoles? But I just don't think it's possible. They can't right even now. make the enough of the normal consoles right now. Black <laughs> like, console. Yeah, they can't yeah, even make the sucks. plain black boxes right now. So as we might get like what we saw with Psychonauts 2 recently, where they did that amazing like hyper limited con uh, console where it's like this is a giveaway where we only made 10 of them we might see something like that with halo i would love that um but it would be a huge bummer that it wouldn't be more kind of widespread but at least it would be something but i'm not expecting any sort of big run for any limited consoles for a little while i'm gonna go check my mailbox and see if they sent me that psychonauts xbox console nope they didn't no <laughs> <laughs> so here's the uh let's see uh, I'm going to go over to my other feed here and make sure I get this in here. This is the Gears. I'm sure you guys have seen this. It's been around for almost two years, but it's absolutely beautiful. So for me to say, are they going to deliver with a Halo Infinite custom controller? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, the back, I don't have the, the battery cover on that, but that's amazing looking. So hopefully we see that. Another reason to buy a controller. So what else are we going to see? Uh, what else are we going to see at Gamescom? I would imagine we, got, we get updates on titles like the Gunk, Scorn, a lot of these other kind of cool projects that have been, you know, slated for 2021 that we haven't gotten release dates for. I would imagine we see a few of those at least sprinkled in. Okay, are we going to see an update to Halo Infinite because they didn't show us the campaign this year other than I, uh, a flyover of the ring and a cutscene. Is I that would, in the cards? I would hope so. I I I, I'm not going to say I expect it, but I would hope we see campaign gameplay. And I I would even further that, like, remember when they first revealed Halo Infinite and they gave us that that teaser screen that, that had the opening cinematic and it said, press start to begin the demo. Yes. Like, what, oh. what is up with that? That is like such a tease, such a, such a mean-spirited thing to do if they didn't have any plans to give us an actual campaign demo. So what I would love is is the next flight they do for Halo Infinite to be a, a little slice of that campaign, Colt. Yes, I do want to see that so bad. Uh, man, yeah, I don't know. I know that the campaign looks a lot better. They they did, they, you know, Master Chief's armor and weapons are no longer look like he just got them from Walmart. They look like they've been, they've seen some days, which is really good. Uh, I've got... Well, I'll bring this up before we move on because I kind of went on to Halo a minute. But Mo B, thanks so much for the $5 super chat. He says, hey, Colt Miles, what are your thoughts on if the gunk will release this year? And you just brought up the gunk. So it's been quiet. It's and, you, been and, you, and you mentioned it in passing. It's been quiet. It's it's still slated for 2021. It could definitely be delayed. Um, but 
maybe maybe it does come out. If we don't see something at Gamescom, I'll be a little less confident in com- it coming out this year. But I, I would expect if it is coming out this year that we get the release date at at a Gamescom. Uh, how many Xbox exclusives are there yet to be released that are planned for 2021? If you're going to give me a number off the top of your head, I'm, I'm thinking of a number. Are we counting stuff like the Gunk and Scorn? Like, con- like yeah, they're exclusive? they're exclusive to the Xbox platform. You know, they're releasing on Xbox and PC and not on the competing platform. At least four. Yeah. At least four, then, right? More than that. No, I think there's but- more. I think there's more. Because I'm thinking uh, the Gunk, Scorn, Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon Five. What am I missing? You're missing uh, Crossfire X, which Randall Thor asked in the chat. He's like, what about Crossfire X? Just a month ago, they said they're still heading toward, they were still pushing for 2021. And now they're already talking about making Control Part 2. So, or Control Part D. Part D. So, so Crossfire X, that's five or six. What else is there? Um, I'm trying to remember if... Oh, 12 minutes is coming. Uh, this is really hard for me to remember off the top of my head. I know. I know. So many times. So many. Warhammer, war, the Warhammer game, Dark Tide got moved to, to the spring as well as Stalker. There is, there's so many games. Exomecha got moved to 2022. Um, I'm watching as Dusk Falls, a smaller game is coming. Uh, the Artful Escape. Oh, I think that's yeah. the new title. Is that supposed to be this year? I don't know if that's this year, but we did see an update on that, and that looks I just so watched good. A, yeah, I just watched a great preview by Xbox Era that Special Nick put together and narrated. The game looks beautiful. It's really a, a strange, different side-scrolling like music uh, rhythm game. Like Very cool. Um, and then we just got Death's Door. We have the big con coming up. Um, we've got Psychonauts 2, which is really a multiplat. That's a multiplayer, now, but, yeah. But it's from First Party Studios. So I think we could be pushing seven or eight games still to come this year. So there's a lot to show uh, that's just this year at Gamescom, as well as anything they want to show that's coming out next year. Um, oh, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of games they could talk about. Uh, like, they could talk about Stalker 2 again. They could talk about uh, Redfall if they wanted. They could talk about Starfield if they really wanted, but... Uh, do you remember, you could say again, Miles, for the audience, what Aaron Greenberg said? Because he always likes to get out there. Like his his first thing on the job is to say, hey, you know, temper expectations. He's been doing that a lot. But they always end up impressing with tempered expectations. So yeah. what did he say? He said specifically, again? don't expect any huge surprises or big new reveals. And okay. I'm, I'm maybe misquoting it slightly, but that was the gist. Don't expect any huge surprises or big new reveals. At Did he say Miles is awesome, like at the end of that tweet or anything like that? Did you mention no. me? No. No? No. Okay. Sadly, Colt. Not even, <laughs> no. Not even a nod. To, but he to mentioned Jez, right? He mentioned yeah. Jez Corden, no, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, he so mentioned no, Harris, no big reveals. Harris, Lily, Kate Yeager. Like, but I'm oh, not okay, in, yeah, I'm not in that. Not, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not fair. They're in the event. He had to mention them, but yeah, but, yeah no, that's awesome. Um, so really, oh, that's so tough for us as, as big Xbox fans, like to temper expectations when he says no new reveals, but that could really mean that they're willing to show a lot of games that we haven't seen a lot of gameplay yet because still at this point, Xbox fans want to see more gameplay of these games. Hmm. Interesting to see what they're, what they're going to do with that. All right. We got, we got two questions that get a little spicy. Are you okay with this miles? Well, I mean, it's cold. He's with spicy. It's not too bad. We can deal with it. Yeah, let's but we do got, it. Let's do it. 
<laughs> we got Kasubi, uh, Kasuboy. You know what? Help me on that one. Uh, a super chat. We got a $3 Australian dollar super chat, maybe? A, a dollar. That's another one I'm just going to mess up. I need to travel the world, Miles. We're in lockdown. Yeah. yeah. I'm working on it. You know, one he day. said, what happened to Sony's version of Halo? And then he put up a <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what do you mean? Resistance? Resistance, Fall of Man, or Killzone? It could be. It could be Resistance, or it could be Killzone. Uh, you know the answer. What happened to those games? Um, They weren't that compelling i i no no people, well people, i mean like yeah i'm not the biggest killzone fan i tried uh I, I did not care for the killzone franchise i did like the setting in the world of resistance that's one i would like to see them kind of revisit as as maybe a cool answer to a halo infinite is that compelling campaign first person shooter um but even still i i never enjoyed resistance from a gameplay perspective as much as i loved like the call of duties and the halo infinites which in my opinion just have always felt better so they've tried they've dabbled in that space but we haven't seen them try in a while have we uh no well i i've heard the answer to this and insomniac some people insomniac said they want to bring resistance back but i think playstation has said not right now or Insomniac said not right now. As far as Killzone, Guerrilla Games is working on Horizon Forbidden West, and they've got a second team. So it's anybody's guess if they're working on a Killzone game or if they're going to take SOCOM. I don't know. But oh, yeah. um, it just seems like we always compare, always, don't we? We always compare what PlayStation's doing versus Xbox. And. One of the things that I like to explain to people is that Xbox is killing it in the RPG and first-person shooter genre by far, and the multiplayer competitive and cooperative genres. Like they're they've got that covered, but PlayStation doesn't have the first-person shooter covered. You have to play multiplats there, and um, yeah, you've, I mean, especially with ID and Bethesda in there, you get even more first-person games. So just need that just one of that big open-world game. That the uh, the next super chat is from scroll is is kind of uh, related to that question from Lord Star Killer X S X S O one for Xbox Series X. Thanks for the fifteen dollars super chat, Lord Star Killer. He asks a very similar question. Miles, where's Sony's version of Game Pass? Game Pass releases more games more often, which Sony can't match. That's his opinion. Where do you stand? Yes, again, we're, we are fi- we are fixated on the comparisons. The mm-hmm. the Xbox the Xbox fans versus the PlayStation fans, and you know I'm on an Xbox show, so I have the Xbox fans who want me to come on here and just slam dunk on PlayStation. And everybody goes, <laughs> "Yeah, Miles, good job. PlayStation <laughs> does suck. You're right. I agree." Um, they have play- PS now, which. They are not they, themselves. They are not calling a, a direct competitor to Xbox Game Pass. A lot of people in the community, a lot of PlayStation fans in particular, point out the similarities between between PS Now and Xbox Game Pass. Obviously, Xbox, when it comes to a mind share, when it comes to consistency, it has been doing a way better job. We've seen in recent months, though, PlayStation has kind of put more emphasis on the titles that are coming to it. And we're starting to see more mm-hmm. more kind of noteworthy titles hit PS now. And it's not this streaming only thing like it once was. You can you can download and play these games natively. But 
we're at an interesting point where maybe PS Now just needs a completely a, a rebrand, like a complete like even if you're not changing anything about it, maybe PS Now as a name is is too far gone. Uh, it's been out far longer than Xbox Game Pass. It's been around for a little while. A rebrand, or I mean, I think they could save it if they just started if they increase the price a few dollars, like make it a $15 service and put all their first party titles day and date and just say the new PlayStation now. And uh, they would get 10 million subs the first year, I think. 10 million yeah, more, I mean. I'm, I'm, I want PlayStation to do that. We Anyone who plays on Xbox now wants wants PlayStation to do that because when you start getting these big games in, in the service like that and you're not paying 70 bucks per Per pop, you, you see what that's like, and now you look at PlayStation like seventy bucks for Ratchet and Clank. I mean, it's good. I want to play it, but are you going to pay the seventy? But to my point, PS Now has been around longer and has way less subscribers. And on paper, if you look at the differences between PS Now and Xbox Game Pass, the biggest difference is the fact that Xbox is putting its biggest first-party games in their day and date mm -hmm. um, compared to PS Now, and PlayStation doesn't seem to be that interested in doing that right now. So how does PlayStation now gain traction without adding first-party titles day and date? Can it? Hmm. Well, I mean, they've made a little bit of traction. They did like a couple of specials, but a lot of us Xbox fans don't realize that PlayStation now has actually been putting out great games every month. Yeah. But they're, yeah. But they're games we've already played. So more than likely, the hardcores that want to get into a service like Game Pass on PlayStation, uh, even us on Xbox, we played those games before. Like when they dropped Red Dead Redemption 2, I can't remember. There was a couple of games they've been announced over the past couple of months that are really good. But a lot of the hardcore group is like, I already own that. I already bought. That's the thing. It's not just played. I already own that game. So when you get Game Pass bringing in brand new games, whether they're third party or or first party, it is a reason to subscribe and then a reason to keep subscribed. Right? So let me let me hit you with this question here, Colt. Uh -oh. What if, because we've seen PlayStation invest heavily into PlayStation Plus, and PlayStation Plus, I would say objectively, does a much better job than, than games with gold when it comes to delivering big, noteworthy games, sometimes day and date to the service. Uh, yes. Big cultural phenomenons like Fall yeah. Guys that launched day and date, and that was humongous for PlayStation. Do you yes. think it would be better for PlayStation to go all in on PS Plus and just make PS yes. Plus the best value, or yes, pull from yes. PS Plus and invest? You don't even that have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart. I love it. So I'm that's sorry. <laughs> it, that's that's the interesting wrinkle right now is because you we have Game Pass, which is so much better than ps now so much better than ps now and then you have playstation plus which is so much better than games with gold and so they have these conflicting competing services where one is just astronomically better than the other and maybe playstation could compete with xbox game pass more seriously if they made playstation plus worse to make playstation now better but They've put so Ugh, much energy. That sounds like what they did to gold, but go ahead. Yeah, but they've put <laughs> so much energy into making sure that you know PlayStation Plus is is a great value. So these are interesting conversations. And again, it's it's easy to say that yo PlayStation needs Xbox Game Pass um, when when we've been on the Xbox side and we've we've experienced that. 
yeah, I mean, they have no problem selling their games on their platform because that's the only place you can play them. So if you want to play PlayStation games, you have to have a PlayStation. But I'm with you, Miles. I've been saying that for quite a while. While I was uh, a permanent panel member on RDX, I used to tell the same say the same, same thing. I would say, why not why not just invest in PlayStation Plus? Like increase that one, the monthly subscription, because they have like 32 million, 40 million or something. PlayStation Plus subscribers that are paying to be online for multiplayer and they're getting the f- the free games every month. If they invested that, they already have 40 million. It would be so worth their money if every brand new game dropped in PlayStation Plus. Holy smokes, they would have so many. I, I, I don't know. Th- those new numbers would be huge. But yeah. uh, that's PlayStation. Of course, the audience here wants to hear about Xbox. But this is an interesting conversation we're having because, let's be honest, Game Pass is one of the main drivers that is bringing Xbox up to the level PlayStation and is changing the industry, or as Rand calls it, a disruptive change that will put Xbox at the forefront where... Uh, I'll say something spicy, Miles. I said oh, that Xbox, no, don't. I said that Xbox is the market leader. The, the literal meaning of market leader is who is selling the most and leading the market. But in many, almost all aspects, right now Xbox is leading the way things should be and how they will change with the way that we consume our games. It will become a changing thing that will be adopted more widely and will make the consumers happier. So I think... Xbox is leading in a lot of ways. I may work on a video about this. Recently, an article came out, Miles, that caught a lot of people upset from a small website called Input Magazine. I think it's called Input.com or something that said PlayStation 5 sucks. And they listed off these 12 reasons why the PlayStation 5 isn't delivering, which is pretty much mostly objective, some subjective stuff. But I would like to have a conversation about what Xbox is doing that's great along those same categories without talking about the PlayStation. Cause I like to talk about what I like and what and the, the positive aspect of that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are fixating, especially we've seen more and more kind of bigger, big media outlets and big personalities in the space who've historically maybe preferred PlayStation come out and address some of the issues with the PlayStation platform. And, you know, there are issues with Xbox, there are issues with PlayStation and Nintendo, and it's not unfair to bring those up. I think, Like you said, Xbox is doing an amazing job, and I would call them a market leader when it comes to innovation. Uh, Rand uses the perfect word, the perfect buzzword, disruptive. Disruptive is a a big word in the tech industry, but you look at Netflix as as the kind of prime example for something, a service that came out and people said, this is not going to succeed. You going streaming only is a terrible idea. What in God's name are you doing, Netflix? You're going to go bankrupt. And now we're in a position where Netflix is huge. Netflix, in a short period of time, got its value up with Disney. Disney, one of the most valuable entertainment companies in the world. Netflix, this little underdog, because of the way that they innovated the services and the way that we consume uh, films and television, like they completely changed my expectations as as a someone who watches TV. Um, Game Pass has done that when, with video games and how I receive that. Cloud gaming is going to change the way I expect that. And it's, we're going to, once the latency isn't an issue, once we can boot up something and there's almost no tangible delay that we can feel, that is going to completely change everything. And I understand that not all players and not all countries will get there at the same time, but for a large group of people, that's going to fundamentally change the way we 
absorb media and the way we we you know play games um there's a there's a large group of people whether we want to admit it or not that have no interest in buying a console they are not going to buy a console what? they don't they don't care no. i'm i'm a filthy console heathen okay i i yeah. want the console i want the box but there are way more people than me that don't care and you say hey you want to play halo that's 500 bucks they'll say no god no halo looks sick but i'm not paying 500 dollars to play halo but if you can tell someone, hey, download the app on your TV and just sign up oh for Game God. Pass. You have a free trial for Game Pass for two weeks. We can play Halo. And like, that's it. They just grab a controller and they stream it from their TV. There's going to be way more people playing games. Um, yeah, I think I think we're a couple years away from where a millions of people can stream a game on their TV on an app with a wireless controller. And uh it can feel so seamless. They'll forget they don't have a console plugged in. I want to give. I want to highlight a comment um, from Boston Quad that uh, he swore, but he said, "Forget <laughs> both consoles. You can't get either one of them unless you want to pay a thousand, and it only goes. It only should be five hundred dollars." Um, I also, I feel for Boston Quad. He must be in this situation where he can't get a Series X, S, or a PS Five. And I want to like like send out a little message because I talked to a lot of people on my channel. And sometimes I cre try and create this really great video, get people excited and the news that I'm hearing. And uh, I all, you probably hear this a lot, Miles. People say, what does it all matter if you can't get a console? And as soon as I see that comment, I think that sucks so bad because if I was that person, I would be so angry at all the exciting news coming out knowing, because right now it seems like for people who can't get one, like they're never going to get one. It seems so abysmal. So I just want to say, guys, that if you're in that boat, I, I totally can feel it. I, and I try to put myself in your shoes because it sucks. And uh, hopefully it gets better. And Miles, you're just talking about how there are alternative ways. And I would hope that streaming will feel like a close to a natural experience because um, it's going to take a little while for these consoles to be where you can just go buy one when you go to Walmart or Target, right? Like it, yeah, the, the stock shortages. It sounds like maybe we're on the up and up, and you know maybe around the holidays it'll be a little easier to get one. But yeah, I mean, again, we some people are kind of harsh on the people who haven't been able to get a console yet and say, well, I got one easily, so you haven't been yeah. trying. But the reality is, again, not all of us are on Twitter. Not all of us are following Wario sixty four and getting those updates the second yeah. it's in stock at Walmart. That's just not how most people do it. They they call stores, they go online, they look on the websites, and oh, it's out of stock. So to Jeez. some people, it seems hopeless because every time they look, it's gone. And yeah, um, yeah I want you know, I want more people to have these new consoles and, and experience these new games, especially as we go into next year, where we're going to have less and less of these kind of cross generational releases. Yeah, those are going to start to go away. Uh, PlayStation's got the next year covered. Their biggest games are cross-platform. And Xbox might have a couple that are cross-platform. It sounds like Xbox is moving into next generation only sooner, right? It's Yeah, for, for their biggest games, it seems like a lot of them, like once Halo Infinite drops, once Forza and Halo drop, uh, I don't know exactly which ones they've confirmed uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong or point out any that they have confirmed. But after those two, I don't know which ones they've confirmed as Series X and Xbox One releases for their biggest ones. Yeah, they, it might be uh, almost none. I, I haven't looked at the list. Shout out to uh, Jake McLean. <laughs> I was like, he said my name wrong. I'm Jake McLean. 
Uh, we'll, we'll go with that, but you're, you're awesome. $5 Super Chat, he says, any word on what ZeniMax Online is working on? I'm hoping for a Star Wars MMO. I haven't talked about ZeniMax Online for a while. Uh, what are they doing, Miles? I think we've reported on this before. They're yeah, working they're, on something. They're, yes, they're, they are working on something. The, the big question mark right now is what is it? We've, we've heard the rumblings of a, you know, a Star Wars MMO. It sounds like whatever okay. this is will probably be an MMO. I don't know that this is going to be a Star Wars MMO. I don't have anything that, that I can point to that says, yes, definitively, this is a Star Wars MMO. But there's people want it. Um, you know, we've, we've seen Bethesda. Bethesda's pool in particular right now is playing exceptionally nice with Disney. But we've seen that branch out to, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and Sea of Thieves. We have Indiana Jones. So it's not too far-fetched to think that, you know, Xbox or somebody within the Xbox banner is uh, collabing on something Star Wars. Hmm. But what uh, is I've, it, Colt? I don't know. I have I have so many hopes and dreams. Like I've kind of fallen off of some of the Star Wars stuff, other than how amazing the Mandalorian is. So I'm just. But the thought of like we already did this with Knights of the Old Republic. Was that the one that came out like five years ago, six years ago, about six years ago? where you could play as a character you wanted and it was like uh made by BioWare, right? Yeah. Oh, the, their MMO, know. the Star Wars MMO thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not my my thing, but um ZeniMax online has proven they can do it. They've still got pe- millions of people, 15 million people I think playing Elder Scrolls online still, and I've never really stuck with that game. We got Meat Puppet 007 with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much. He says, "What is your guys' opinion about <laughs> I should have read ahead. What's your opinion about the Knights of the Old Republic remake remaster from Aspire? I do you know anything about this? Yeah, it sounds like it's coming. I, my question is, I don't know, or I guess it's not really a question. My concern is, I don't know what to expect. We've seen Aspire, which was the same team who did the Stubbs the Zombie kind of remaster, which was cool, and I'm glad that came to modern platforms because it's an amazing game. But they didn't. It didn't do much. It wasn't like a a big I, I don't know what shift in the way the game plays or looks. It was an uh, an upscale for the most part. So yes, it sounds like Aspire is working on a, a Knights of the Old Republic remaster. And some people have t- taken that one step further to say maybe it's even a remake. I I don't know. I really don't know. I don't what know to who is that. Who I don't know much about Aspire, but um, people uh, uh, that's I accidentally said Knights of the Old Republic in the chat is. Awesome. They're they're telling me it's Star Wars: The Old Republic. I always mix up those two names because oh, yeah, yeah. I actually haven't played The Old Republic. I I wasn't gaming back then. Uh, that's my age. I was in college. Sorry, but yeah, I missed that game. And everyone talks about how it was so amazing. And that's a Bioware title, right? It was Bioware. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was like their big push into uh, the immersive RPG and set the ground for the amazing Mass Effect trilogy, which uh, so incredible. We've got uh, Papa Woody sends a $5 super chat. Says the local baker has said when Halo releases, this is a true story. He said the local baker where he lives says when Halo releases, he will make a master crumpet, a master chief crumpet. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Is he going to make a a huge crumpet or just make it shaped like his helmet? I need to try crumpets. Did you complain to your your local baker that America didn't get the... uh... (laughs) Halo Infinite Donuts? Is that why they're making the crumpets for you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know where... Uh, oh, if he says crumpet, it's normally a UK thing, as far as I know. I don't know my... 
I'm not a foodie when it comes to a, across the, the pond. Uh, <laughs> Miles, I, think, I, don't I know. think that's where it originates. I don't think it's a, something we can't get. We, we can get a crumpet in the U.S., but... Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not the, not real crumpets as like my friends Asa and and Gaz and Darge Knight will tell me that if I go get a, a pack of English muffins from the grocery store and throw them in the toaster, they'll hit me with the entire bag until I can't see straight. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to the crumpets. That's amazing. Um, we got Horace, the two dollars super chat says. Uh, this is slightly political. But he says Call of Duty was suffer from holiday this holiday from lawsuits. Uh, and he says boycott. So I'll end this one real quick. That that, that part of, of of his super chat. Thanks for that, Horace. That the people working at Activision have asked not to boycott the games due to all the stuff they're going through. Because you're if you buy the game, you're supporting all the work and what they've endured. Miles, do you have anything to add to that? That's not something we normally talk about, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'm very passionate. I mean, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I can I can do some rants. I'll I'll, I'll keep it min- minimal here, but yeah, the, I'm in a situation right now where if everything goes as you know planned with Activision, if if they don't address anything publicly and then they just drop Call of Duty and they reveal the new Call of Duty and they pretend like nothing has been happening with the company, it's going to make me very uh, you know, hesitant to support the the executives of this company because we've seen that the executives of Activision Blizzard are not concerned about supporting and uplifting a lot of their employees. They are concerned about their bottom line. And as long as the, the bottom line is not being affected, they don't really care about making a change. So that's that's what I'll say. Yeah, they probably do care about getting this out of the way and kind of out of the news as quickly as possible. But I did hear developers talk about, please support the work we're doing. And, we, and you know, we started off the show talking about how we're not interested in, in a World War II Call of Duty. So some of that doesn't really, like, go into, like, our, you know, re- relate to us. For uh, there, There's probably a lot of people in the chat who were saying, you know, I probably wasn't going to buy that anyway, even before the controversy. Uh, but, yeah, uh, do support developers that you like. If it's a game you want to buy, like, there's another thing I was going to say, Miles. Like, are you a true man if you buy your games? Like, we were talking about Game Pass. That was one of the things that was was persisting this past week or two about how Xbox gamers don't buy their games, and so they're not truly supporting the hobby. And uh, we'll segue into that out of the the political aspect of it. What is it with that? Segwaying right into a spicy topic. It's, in my (laughs) opinion, it's a very, very old-fashioned mentality that comes from a kind of a bad faith argument, honestly, because I've talked to a lot of independent developers who say the best way that you can support their games is by playing their games and talking about their games. I've interviewed developers who are launching a game into Xbox Game Pass and say the most, the thing they are most excited about outside of the the upfront sack of cash that they get, they're, they're very honest with that. The thing they're most excited <laughs> about is that more people than ever, more people than ever would have played their game are going to be able to play this game and to them that is incredible and to them that is that is huge support and that gets a lot of energy and excitement for their next project if it lands in a big way so to to those people i say you better not have a a spotify subscription and you better not have a netflix (laughs) if if you are making those arguments you you cannot have those two things you cannot support Spotify, you cannot support Netflix and then throw around the fact that Game Pass is bad because you're not buying the games. I, w- I want to get into that metric. That's such a perfect ending to, to your 
to your little soapbox speech about buying your games or not. You know, like I think if you've got a, a PlayStation fan, let's be honest, it's a PlayStation fan is saying I buy my games. I don't rent them from Game Pass. So I, I don't want to target them, but they're saying I pay 60 or $70 for my games. And I say, well, what about your music? Like you're streaming on Spotify and, th- and their justification would be, you know, a, a song is like a dollar and a song lasts for three minutes. But my counter argument would be it's $60 for a game and you play it for eight hours or more. Like really the, the entertainment per time entertained is kind of, uh, kind of the same. Like if you go to a movie, if you stream a movie, uh, like uh, <laughs> my wife and I have been watching the fast and the furious series, I've been driving her crazy. Like we went from the beginning. We, so I'm, I'm paying $4 every evening to rent the next fast and the furious movie because they're the most accurate depiction of what happens in the action world as possible. Right? So, you never put take you, you never put your back on family. So anyway, whatever he says. <laughs> so <laughs> don't make fun of me, Miles. But five dollars for a movie that lasts a couple hours, right? Or a video game is sixty dollars and it can last you twenty some hours. So like, there's kind of like this. Uh, I don't know what the ratio would be called, but uh, dollars per time spent enjoying something is kind of the same. So if you're gonna tell me that it's okay that you rent your TV shows and your movies from Netflix, but it's not okay for games because games last longer. They're also much more expensive. Did I rant that long enough, Miles? Did I did I, I beat it beat it all the way down to the ground too much? You bring up some interesting points and some <laughs> points that I I can't stand. I hate the comparison of like X amount of time equals X dollars. Like if this game isn't this length, then it's not worth this. I cannot stand that. Ubisoft in particular has destroyed conversations when it comes to value propositions for their games because they are obsessed with making all of their games 100 hours even if 60 hours of that game is just mediocre nonsense like it's 100 hours though so it's worth 60 bucks i would argue a game like what remains of edith finch which is you can play that in in two hours Mm -hmm. In, in my opinion that that game what that game delivered in two hours is way more valuable than every single Assassin's Creed game combined. Um, even though those are thousands of dollars. I would pay $60 for what remains of Edith Finch before I'd pay $15 for the average Assassin's Creed game. So I, I can't stand the the time to value correlation because it's mm-hmm. it's just so disingenuous. It's so annoying. Yeah, and people in the chat are while you're while you're talking about the time versus thing, like they're talking about how many hours they put into a game, or they've somebody said, um, "Hold on, let me find." I like to give the shout out for people that say something that I, everybody says something I love in here. Uh, crap, you guys are talking so fast. Someone said, "Have you ever bought a game you hated?" Like that happens. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. Have you ever paid four dollars every night to watch an amazing movie franchise like Fast and the Furious, like I have? I mean, that is inc- the best movie ever made. No, it's so funny. <laughs> I did this Forza Horizon video last week, poured like my production into it. And we we're watching Fast and the Furious. And I put Fast Five music in the bottom, like real quiet under the background, this Fast and the Furious Five music. And a bunch of people are like, was that Fast and the Furious soundtrack? I'm like, holy smokes. Uh, Full Stack says, Colt needs a Familia tattoo on his forearm. So... Uh, yeah, it's funny. Family. <laughs> you never turn your back on family. So uh, it's so funny. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've learned to uh, 
stop picking apart. Like that could never happen. You could never jump your car off a cliff and catch the the front axle with a rope and swing across a bridge. And then now I sit back and eat the popcorn and go, Hey, that's pretty funny. Yeah, so, uh, exactly. It could never happen in real life. That's why it's fun to watch in a movie. All right. The same reason we play video games. So speaking of movies, Jedi Knight Peter sends a $10 super chat. Uh, this is a, I'll, I'll put this question to both of us, but he says, good day, Colt. So we are talking a is Australian dollars. I thought they would use AUS, but uh, that's what it, this is how it shows up. But thank you so much for that. He says, good day, Colt. What do you think of the free guy movie? Now, first of all, I'll go to I'll go to Miles on this one. When I saw the previews, I go, "Oh, that's going to be Garbaggio." That's <laughs> I, I I really like Ryan Reynolds a lot, but it looks super cheesy. But the reviews are coming back the opposite. Miles, take us into your uh, <laughs> your review of what Free Guys is going to be. Yeah, I am. I'm going to see that this week. I was in the same camp. There was there were some red flags, Colt. When I first saw the trailer for Free Guy, I was like, "The cringe, bro. This is cringe." And then you see like Ninja, and you see all these like gamers in the trailer, and you're like, "Oh, dude, no, God, this is this is so gamer. It's I I can't believe how gamer this is." And then yeah, I I was reading an article article um, earlier this week about how it's like considered one of the top fifty action comedies of all time, and it's like everyone's just it. raving over it. And I trust Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. R- Ryan Reynolds has, has been on a hot streak, um, and he's just he he knows how to make fun of himself. He knows what to take seriously and what not to. So I I I couldn't imagine that he would do a movie that's god awful, but. I was ready for a absolute disaster of a movie when I fir- when I first oh, yeah. saw that trailer, dude. I thought he got roped into this one and thought, you know, like it made me think of uh, what's it called, Pixel with Adam Sandler. Oh, God. oh no, oh no, that Talk- movie. I I don't think I watched it. I don't think I did oh, see I, it, but it didn't do very well. Like, and I thought, oh, he kind of got. But then someone said it's better than Ready Player One. It's better than Wreck It Ralph. I'm like, what? What? Wreck It Ralph. So- was- pretty solid i gotta say yeah yeah no there's that's what they're saying that was like this isn't a movie podcast but they're saying it's even better than those two so uh i'm like you i'm kind of like i'm gonna go on the uh on i'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and watch that too so that's a that's a funny super chat it's video game related so i would say pixel real quick if you haven't seen that pixel is one of the worst movies ever made oh it's great is it better than is it worse than fast and the furious I would, yeah, I would watch all nine Fast and the Furious movies back to back before I would watch 15 minutes of Pixels again. I oh watched it God. because I knew it was bad. Everyone told me it was bad, but I, I ha- it was like a train wreck. I had to see it. I had to see this movie, and I can't recommend it to anyone. Anyone who wants to re- keep their sanity should never watch Pixels. Oh my gosh! 108 Dragon, shout out to him in the chat. He says, "What's go- what's a- what's good, brother?" Uh, or Lemon, as I call him. Uh, it's it's great when people have two names, then you get to pick and choose what mood you're in. Met him at E3 in 2019, hung out. We had Korean barbecue, hung out at FanFest. He's awesome, so shout out to him. Uh, shout out to the over 700 people watching live. We've got almost 400 likes. If you, uh, if you can take the time to hit like, that'd be nice. If you're on a phone, move, move the finger over, hit the tappy tap on that sucker. Show your support for Miles and myself. Smash that like <laughs> button. Up. Just smush it with your fingertip. Just smushy smush. We got Labrellius McGee, which is an incredible name, and he gives us a $10 super chat. He says, the whole stream native Xbox Series X ga- series games 
from your Xbox One thing is probably why they're moving toward current gen quicker than expected. So he's referring to, Miles, when you were saying that next year there aren't a lot of cross-generation games on Xbox. And Liberlius McGee says it's because they can fall back on streaming a game from your old dusty Xbox One. That that is think? really exciting. I'm glad that they rolled that out sooner, um, because we we knew stuff like that was coming. Like ahead of the launch of the Series X, they talked about how like you're not even gonna have to download your games. You're gonna pl- stream your games while they download, and we've been waiting to see that instant play. Exactly, yeah. and now we're starting to see little little bits of that come through. And for people who have an Xbox One, and like we talk about, availability will be an issue for some people. Mm-hmm. They can still play the games in some capacity in some way just by streaming it to their console. So at least there's that. If you can't lock down a Series X, hopefully you got good enough internet and you can at least stream these games. Yeah, I hope that works. Uh, In the chat, uh, see who is it? Tando says, Call of Duty Vanguard announced on the Xbox YouTube. Yep, that was three hours ago. Okay, I thought maybe it was something like the release date. Was there a release date on that trailer? No, just tease. Okay, the tease. Just a little bit of tease. So, uh, Hargit Chani, $10 super chat. Thank you for this. He's going to close out that uh, controversial topic and says on the boycott thing, it may be uncomfortable for employees, but really the best way to vote is to change with your dollars. Shareholders will make changes. If profits are affected, that is such a catch 22, but, um, that is spoken from a, from a place of, uh, well thought out ideals there. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'm just not interested in the game, so that's kind of where my vote's going to be. But I'll be playing Halo Infinite for sure. So, all right. Oh, Miles, that gets us to the end. I think we pretty much covered the topics. Uh, soon stuff to come for QuakeCon and Gamescom, and we'll be reporting on that on our channels and on your site and on your YouTube channel. Tell everybody where to find you. Like, you're so famous. Like yeah, just, look, I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Such a <laughs> such a big deal. I'm like, no, I really appreciate you having me on, man. A ton of fun. Always love sitting down with you. Again, so many amazing, awesome, familiar faces in the chat. Always have a fun fun time hanging out. If you wanna, you know, harass me about my takes, um, you know, I, I got some some spicy takes. Some, you know what people might consider bad takes, but it's it's all it's all in good fun. We all have bad takes. And that's, that's the beauty of it all. If, if we just all accept that our takes are equally bad, we can just enjoy <laughs> video games together. You, but, you have bad takes? Uh, yeah, I have bad takes, but we all do. And that's that's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me, hit me up on Twitter, just at Miles Dompierre. Um, Windows Central is where I do most of my writing. I also do a lot of video production. I run the Windows Central Gaming YouTube channel. If you want to check out what I'm working on over there, uh, just did a couple interviews recently, one with Jason Ronald of Xbox and one with Dave Proctor, the game director of The Big Con. And that's it. I'll keep nice. it short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, so that's what you've got going on in the near future. Uh, or what you just did. What do you have going on in the... What's coming up? What, do you like guys have plans for the next week as far as your work? Or is that all stuff that's like on the down low? Down low. We got, uh, we got the big Pokemon stream coming up, y'all. So I know as an Xbox channel, y'all are ready for it. Y'all are stoked. Pokemon Unite. Blissey hitting on Wednesday. Let's go. Um, yeah, most of my stuff is going to be leading into uh, Gamescom. Uh, covering that and then i'm also in the process of working with some more interviews with some really cool people as well from the the xbox sphere so be on the lookout nice. over there for some some interviews with some cool some cool folks 
Nice. Yeah, we will. And follow Miles Dompier at what's his at? It is at Miles Dompier. That's D O M P I E R. Yeah. I before E except after C, right? Yeah, that's so, right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that would show yeah. my age. You're like, they didn't teach us that when I was <laughs> in school. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you so much, for everybody, for checking out the show. Thanks for the super chats. Hopefully I got everybody and we were able to answer your questions. Follow us on Twitter and Miles and I will have more news as we report for the new things that come up this week. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for showing up. Miles, wave to the camera if you feel like it. Some people don't like to wave, but yeah. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all very soon. And you know what? Yeah, be nice.